Hey, what is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Muff Podcast. It's rewind time. Uh, one year, <laughs> fuck man, this is the cringiest fuck, right? <laughs> one year, you know, first anniversary episode, you know, one year ago, exactly, August 14th was when the first episode came out. And today, you know, one year later, Muff Podcast is, you know, still alive, you know, maybe not thriving, but still alive. <laughs> no, we're um, thriving. I'm here with Lemeter as always. Lemeter, what's up? What's up, Buzz? How you doing? I'm doing good. That was uh, kind of weird. All right, Lemeter's making it awkward again. Uh, let's jump in to the episode. All right, so the first thing we're going to talk about, I mean, it's a one-year episode. we got to do something special. Just go over, you know, a little bit down memory lane. A couple of memories from the podcast. I mean, I'm going to start off with, I think one of the craziest ones is right when we started off. Do you remember the Marquise Goodwin towel episode where we were just doing that? And it was just me and you sitting in my laptop and we were just like scrolling and we like closed our eyes and we finally hit like one dude. We're like, all right, this guy's winning. It was just, yeah, I don't know. It was kind of a cool memory. Just that whole experience of going to Levi's and getting that and then, you know, coming back and just, you know, the the podcast just started and kicking it off with the Marquise Goodwin towel. Kick it off with a bang. Yeah. All right. What do you have? All right, can we uh, can we like uh, throw some people under the bus? Sure, why not? All right, uh, oh. my favorite when we when we had Chris on for for a couple of weeks, um, he'd go on these rants, these re- these ridiculous rants about I don't know basketball, and he wouldn't even know what he's talking about halfway through the rant. You know, he just <laughs> Boaz and I would just be sitting across from him just. Waiting for him to finish his rant. Well, no, I think I think the saying. one thing is, I mean, uh, the viewers wouldn't know that because I cut out my, my, like a lot of like ninety percent of it is cut out. Yeah, <laughs> no, he go on for like five and ten minutes, just absolutely rambling, rambling, and rambling. We would have had a two and a half hour episode probably if we just kept it all in. But no, yeah, those, those are those are fun memories. It's you know the beginning stages of the Muff Podcast and how it's created. But I mean, you can't forget. I think we're missing somebody. I can't. I don't really remember. But um, oh shit, wait. What's up, what's up, guys? And what's your what's your podcast memory? That you're bringing in, you know, you're coming in a quarter of the way through, like you came in, you know, in real life. Um, my fa- is this my favorite yeah. podcast memory, or just like just like a good one? Just some one that you remember. Yeah, one that I remember. Well, a a, a very good podcast memory that I have is uh, during the Gauntlet episode where I was going against Lemeter, and I could have won, but I, I said it can't be Brazil, I believe. <laughs> And when I was picking a soccer question, and then, and then I said, and then I picked another another one, and then I got it wrong, and I ended up having to drink a very disgusting smoothie, which started my streak of three straight smoothies. So, that is a very yeah, good. And I think we've referenced it now every time because, like, I fucked the last last one that I did against, uh, against Lemeter. Like, I've been like, shit, man, this feels exactly like Aaron. Like, we started referencing this fucking like the, the Brazil. The Brazil. It's exactly <laughs> become like a, it's become a meme now, just because like it's become such a significant <laughs> moment of the gauntlet. But yeah, yeah, it really, it really has. Also, nice shirt. I, I really like your shirt. I yeah, really my Dante Pettis, you know, number eighteen. I, you know, I'm a little sad that he might Dante. be going to the Jaguars, but uh, you know, Dante Pettis. As while he's hey, here, man, you know, I'll, man, I, 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 I love the Giants. Yeah, Aaron, yeah, I, I want to see your nails. I love the really Giants. Good. Your nails looked really good today. Yeah, can I check them out? Yeah. Oh yeah, like you can't. Oh. You can't really even tell. Where's the Where's the camera? Is that an L for loser because they're getting subbed by the Blazers? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, these are Lakers nail tattoos that don't work. But, 
But yeah, speaking of the gauntlet, uh, yeah, you know, Aaron and I have lost the last uh, couple of weeks. Yeah. But yeah, what's I mean, up, boys? How are we doing? You know, Aaron and I can't actually really lose in the next episode. Next, I mean, you guys will see what can happen. But technically speaking, Aaron and I can't lose in the next episode. <laughs> I mean, we technically actually hold on. Technically, we can. Indirectly, we can. Indirectly, we can. Indirectly, indirectly we. Exactly. Yeah. But you know, if we're just gonna talk about just us losing, it's not really reflecting our record. Somebody else has that uh, in their control. But, you know, we're not gonna give anything away. That's you know, that's for you guys to check out on Tuesday. I think it'll be coming out. But uh, let's get into uh, the actual show. So, you know, usually we do our highlights of the week. Let me know, do you have any highlights of the week? All right. So I'm going to, first of all, this is a personal statement is my first highlight of the week. I'm going to be a Suns fan starting from uh, 2020, 2021 until orange and gold, no, orange and purple. Let's go. Deep Boom for MVP. Wait, what? Uh, 2021, 20, uh, 2021. Oh, okay. Okay. Got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So right. is it just a one-year contract to be a Suns fan, or is this like a confirmed like lifetime, the next couple lifetime of years contract? Ago? Lifetime contract. Wait, 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 wait! Oh. What, you're switching up on the Lakers. You're not going to be a Lakers fan anymore. Yeah, he's leaving the Lakers. He's he's after the ring. Yeah, the, the, the train's leaving the station. Choo choo, we're going to Phoenix. I'm I'm hanging up wait. the I'm hanging up the purple and gold because wow, what made you? I didn't really watch basketball since Kobe retired since like 2016. Like I just stopped because Kobe retired, so I I didn't. But then uh, I started watching in the bubble again, and uh, Devin Booker and the Suns really made it fun. So, you know, you got to support the squad. I see. And, yeah. I, I mean, so I got fucking Lakers tattoos for fucking nothing. I can, I can back you up for, for the Suns. You know, the Suns, I'm cool with. But, um, I mean, I got, you know, let me, I hate to do this to you, man. I, I mean, one of them, one of the highlights is for sure the Trailblazers. That game yesterday might have been the best game of the bubble. Not going to lie. I mean, the first game, I think the Clippers-Lakers game was a fucking crazy game. This game made it up for me because that game fucking sucked when LeBron just put that layup and it was such a, like, oh, man, it fucking sucked. And then Paul George got fouled and I mean, they didn't call it a then. But this game, you know, it went a lot better for me. Uh, Karis Levert, you know, shout out to Brooklyn Nets. Honestly, they show, like, they're, they're I mean, I, I got all respect for them because, you know, they Levert got. should have drove know, to the basket. Listen, they got no Kyrie. They go. They got no KD, and I mean they're, they're still balling out. They, they got they got a lot of heart, and I'm hoping Jock Vaughn, their uh, head coach, their interim head coach. I hope he's going to get a good look for a head coaching job in um, Brooklyn, or maybe you know uh, the Bulls uh, might be looking for an Aaron, and maybe the Sacramento Kings might be looking for a new coach soon. But Aaron, I'm a segue to you. What's your highlight of the week? My highlight of the week is Vlad is gone. <laughs> Vlad is gone. What I would Dude, why you gotta do that? My King's Hall of Famer, Vladdy Dubek. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. All right, next, next highlight of the week. Um, I think I can talk a little bit more in depth about this. You know what? I'll talk about mm-hmm. Vlad for a little bit. I don't know what I'm doing. So uh, let's talk about Vlad. Is, what does that mean to you? That Vladdy Dubek is gone. What does that mean to you? Um, it means that there's hope. There's maybe some change happening in the organization. It means maybe we'll hire someone. I mean, before I got on, I read that we're going to hire someone from the Knicks organization, or we're looking to, which, again, is scares me. <laughs> right, now, uh, Joe, so, right now with Joe Dumars, I think the he was from Atlanta, I believe, but he's the interim GM for now. Yeah, yes, yeah. well, I mean, I'm, I'm just hoping we'll get someone who actually, like, you know, can put together a good team, you know, and can draft well. Um, that That's the main focus, really. So I'm just the excited. One thing, honestly, I'll say I got change. respect for Bloody. The fact that, I mean, there's a whole lot of GMs that wouldn't step down, but I mean, you can tell he honestly likes the Kings that he was like, I'm not the guy for the job. I'm going to step down. I don't or think they, he said, like, they told him they're going to fire him. No, no. I mean, he's him. always kind of been like that. He's never been like kind of, um. He, I mean, he's always been, the, the Knicks have been his organization. I mean, I think he's, uh, 
very similar to Magic Johnson type of thing, where even though he's going to be gone, he's still going to be supporting them. There's like no hard feelings there. So you know, Vladi Divac is gone. He was a shitty GM, but you know, a respectable guy. I, I'm not. I'm not going to trash you know his character. Let's you know. Let's get into what we're going to do. Is we're going to go down even more well, down memory lane. We're going to go. Um, wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, whoa. we want our second one. Oh, you want I your didn't second, get my second one? one? Okay. I oh, I thought we were just all going to go over all uh, – you want to go, like, insert back again in the circle? Okay, we can do that. Yeah. Oh, okay. circles here. Oh, 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 I was confused. I thought you were saying – We've always just been day. like, you just, you know, you say everything out loud, and then, you know, the, your turn's over. Your turn's over is over. All right, but that's oh. cool, Aaron. Do you have any, uh, something else you want to say? I just want to add that Ramon Laureano, the laser, his suspension is reduced to four games after the Astros bench-clearing brawl um, where basically the hitting coach was antagonizing – Loriano to fight him basically. Fucking shit about his mom, right, or something like that. Yeah, that, that was a rumor. That's not that's not yeah. confirmed. But he got twenty games, and MLB actually did something right. They actually punished someone on the Astros, which honestly Dude, I did not see Rob coming. Manfred. Shout out, Rob shout out Manfred. to Rob Manfred. Rob Dude, big play Manfred, Manfred. and and Joe Kelly's suspension also was reduced to five games too. So Dude, shout I out mean, Rob hey, Manfred. so shout out to Laser. He's not going to be available to play against the Giants though, which sucks because he's like our one of our best players. That's cool. But, we'll clap anyway. We'll still clap. It's fine. Hopefully, hopefully we'll clap them. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I'm just excited that MLB did something right, and Loriano's only gone for four games, so I'm excited about that. So, and I'll shout out to him for uh, starting a fight with the Astros. Fuck the Astros. That will never leave my heart. Fuck them forever. Fuck the Houston Astros. Fuck Damn, this shit's dramatic. Okay, Lemeter, you wanted to go back. Do you have? Yeah. Where, where do you want to go? Yes. Oh, I forget the dude's name, but the dude on the Seahawks, the corner, undrafted rookie free agent, got cut. Or girl to sneak a woman in the team hotel. <laughs> you know, he worked so hard and he just threw it away. So heart goes out for him, but like not really at the same time. Was I think top a funny one, I'll, I'll say one kind of kind of similar to that. The NBA is letting uh, one one family member come to the bubble. But what was kind of fucked up is what they said is that it has to be someone from your family or someone that you've known for a while. It can't be someone who you just met on Instagram. It can't be just a model that you hit up and <laughs> want to bring over to the NBA bubble. Which, you know, shout out all my single guys in the bubble. You know, they're going to be uh, lonely and horny. So well, what can I say, man? You, I don't know what they're going to do. It's the that's, yeah, that's, that's, all I've, that's all I've got. I mean, dude, the Seahawks corner guy, uh, yeah, he got screwed over there. And I think NBA players are getting even more screwed over, in my opinion. Aaron, do you have a third one? Do you want to go? Because we're going again, you, just in case. Do you want a, another one or are you good? Do I have another one? Yeah, yeah. Just, 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 we're, going to, we're going to another circle if you want to just complete no, the just, circle. Just, just get... You know, just skip me for now. and uh, Okay, you want to fuck up the circle. I got you. Okay, let's... <laughs> <laughs> okay, now back to what I was saying before. Let's go down memory lane a little bit. We're going to go you know, a little bit further, just down the block. And we're going to go and do exactly, pretty much go over the same exact topics that we did uh, one year ago. Exactly one year ago. So, I mean, the first topic was Hard Knocks. I mean, last year, I'm completely honest with you, much more interesting Hard Knocks episode. What did you guys think of this year? Or at least episode uh, you want to You want to start or you want me to start? I'll start. Um, right. I enjoyed it, but like, dude, I what's that guy on the Rams? Uh, <laughs> the corner. Yeah. The corner. Oh, the corner. The undrafted one. <laughs> uh, Dante something. The projects. I, I got the Dante Dion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, oh my god, he wanted to make me slam my head. I no, felt like Aaron Donald was gonna take him out, like when he walked. He's over the new to Jonathan Donald. Abram. He's he's the new Jonathan Abram. That's what he is. I mean, he's <laughs> no, in the project. Jonathan Abram wasn't. Jonathan Abram wasn't like annoying. This guy. Just, yeah, like, no, he was. Like, Come on, Jonathan. I, I just wanted to punch myself. 
No, dude, when he's like, the projects, come on, man, take me out of the project. All the coaches are like, bro, you're trash. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why do you want to be here with the starters? Like, get the fuck, go back to your fucking bench, warmer locker room. Yeah, no, it's um uncomfortable for the Rams staff. But I'm saying, I'll say Anthony Lynn, I think, take away a big winner from this episode. Anthony Lynn seemed like a real cool guy. You know, he went over Corona and, like, just took it like a champ, man. He didn't even say anything. Aaron just left. I don't know why that happened. But, you know, we'll continue the show. The show must go on. Andy Lynn was just grilling there. He was there with this girl talking about uh, how he used to be in Cleveland and how uh, Bill Parcells hooked him up with the coaching job and all that. And, I mean, um, it was just – yeah, he just seemed like a really cool guy. And then I'm going to also say shout-out Sean McVay. What's up, Aaron? You're back now. I'm going to say shout-out Sean McVay because he was always kind of – I think both coaches were kind of cool because Sean McVay was there. You know, he brought out his, his wife. You know, I, I will say, you know, pretty attractive woman. You know, shout out to my boy, Sean McVay. And then, you know, just casually she slips in, oh, Sean, do you want to maybe show them like your dog tricks in the pool? And he's like, oh, wow, well, why thank you. Thank you for letting me show off my abs on TV. And then he took off his shirt and he just looks swole as fuck. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to say. I think uh, Sean McVay and Anthony Lynn, both big winners in Hard Knocks, episode one. And <laughs> <laughs> what do you have? Uh, what do I have about Hard Knocks? Well, my first impression when I was watching, I was just really interested in what they were going to do because there's no preseason games. There's like, there's only, there's no contact drills yet. And I was just like, how, how the f- I kind of went in expecting it to be pretty boring. And it wasn't that boring because it's interesting to see the prospect, the not prospects, uh, how they get like uh, tested for COVID and everything with the whole like nose swab and everything. That was interesting to see. But obviously it's not going to be as good as the other hard knock series just because there's no contact, no preseason games. I don't know. I mean, unless we're going to be, I honestly don't see myself watching the other episodes unless we're going to be talking about it on the podcast. So honestly, I mean, we, we got to be talking. We got to be talking about. It. We got something. We need something. We got to milk something. But I'm gonna all say right. one thing. I think I like that Hard Knocks. You know, the month podcast we've been talking. We we milk all our shit. I like Hard Knocks. They just feel like they had like a, maybe a minute long, uh, just montage of players getting tested. And like you know, usually they got like the linebacker drills or they got like something like interesting, and they're just a montage of it. And this is just the same thing happening over and over. It's just this, like a stick going up a player's nose, and we just got this like this dramatic music, and it's just over and over and over again the same shit happening for a minute. <laughs> As know, annoying, yeah. man, they're really they're really struggling for some content my you favorite know. thing about the episode was uh was watching jalen ramsey in the interview i think that was really that, that was fun to watch i mean i i love jalen ramsey. Yeah, he doesn't care about he doesn't care about the contract that's what he wanted to say man he doesn't care about the contract i know he but the, you know they, 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 they kept asking him they kept asking him that they're like he, does, he doesn't care man he doesn't care yeah it's between him and the front the front office and his manager and his, and his agent <laughs> I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know if you guys know, but Jalen Ramsey is one of my favorite players in the NFL. So it was nice to see him. Just, just he's doing funny. That, yeah, so he's I, a, he's a funny dude. Yeah, he's one of the bigger trash talkers, and definitely. Oh, the best. Did you, see, did you see him and AJ Green? That was the funniest shit ever. Yeah. You see his post game interview about AJ Green? Oh my god, that is so funny. I don't, I, so not at the top of my head, but I mean, I mean, Jalen Ramsey kind of reminds me of he's Richard Sherman from a few years ago, where he just he'll shit talk everybody. Like it doesn't matter. He can get worked, and he'll still shit talk, find a way to shit talk you somehow. Uh, Lemeter, I think you were going to say something. Do you, do you want to? Justin Herbert looks good in the baby blue. <laughs> the baby, he looks good on stepping off the bus from what I've heard. Anthony Lynn. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I love his balls. I love his balls, too. Yeah, he's got, he's, he's got some balls, good balls. Yeah. He's got some good balls. <laughs> I like that's the highlight of the video. It's just this guy's from such a trash college. They're like, he's seeing a guy throw a nice, like, a nice like, spiral, and he's like, wow, dude, that's fucking crazy. Like, he's talking to all these players. I'm like, dude, check out Justin Herbert's fucking ball. I'm like, dude, it's not that crazy. Just throwing the fucking football. He's like, man, dude, check out his balls, man. Check out the fucking balls. <laughs> I love his balls. <laughs> wait, wait, he said he loves his balls. <laughs> Dude, Justin Herbert's got some real balls. Shout out Justin Herbert and his balls. <laughs> I think, I mean, that's pretty much all that happened in Hard Knocks. I mean, it's it was an hour, and I don't know how the fuck they got an hour. They squeezed out maybe fucking 15 minutes of content, and they somehow got into an hour. 
But um, I think w- what else are we going to talk about? So last year we talked about some teams, the up and coming teams that we're looking forward to be uh, to watching, and maybe some new coaches that we're looking forward to watch. Uh, Lemeter, do you want to start off? Do you have any teams, or just I say one team just so you don't steal the other ones? So we all got kind mm-hmm. of a, a team. One say. team I look forward to watching. <laughs> That's a good question. It could be uh, because of the coach, could be because of the quarterback, could be because they're just all around the town. Uh, just Buffalo for Bills. Reasons. Buffalo Bills. I've been on there. You're a big Buffalo guy last yeah. year. But uh, this year, I think it's it's all going to come together. They're going to be they're going to be a serious contender, in my opinion. I think. Let me check this out. Actually, I think you might have. Let's see. Yes, you did say Sean McDermott. I have it written down on the script let's from last go! exactly a year ago. You did mention Sean McDermott. Yeah. Yeah, Buffalo Bills, great team. Josh Allen, Sean McDermott, very good combo. They are, and I think a team that I'm going to say is more of an up and coming team, which is not going to be this year, but I think in the future. Aaron, I've, I've t- definitely talked to you about this, but I think Denver Broncos. I mean, Denver, the fact yeah, that they did, yeah. what they did in this draft, dude, that was fucking crazy. Like, they did literally what the Packers should have done, but uh, they, they just invested in the offense. I mean, they have a nice defense. They've had a pretty good defense. Like, as long as you've got Von Miller and Bradley Chubb on both sides, I mean, you're going to have a nice pass rush. That's first of all. And then they just fucking went out. They got Noah Fant. They got Albert O. I mean, two really good fucking tight ends now. I mean, they got what, what they were saying. I think Chad Johnson was saying, I've never seen a team that has three number one receivers. They got KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. KJ Hamler's not a number one receiver. I mean, I, according to Chad Johnson, be, that's it's I, according I to Chad that. Johnson. I'm just quoting Chad Johnson, not my personal opinion. But I mean, they got a, just a lot of talent, a lot of talent on that team. First off, and then I mean the running backs too: Philip Lindsay, Melvin Gordon, Royce Freeman. Uh, there's a lot of talent on that team, and I think maybe not this year, but I think in a few in a few years. Uh, I mean, Drew Locke is definitely going to be, you know, he, he's in a good offense. I mean, he's got a lot of talent around him. He doesn't really need to elevate the talent around him because it's already fucking there. So he's just, you know, he's just got to play his game and, you know, execute the system. And I feel like Denver could be successful. Yeah. And, uh, but for my team, I'm going in a similar route that Boaz was going because, um, it's not, not this year, but in a couple of years, I think this team will be good. Honestly, the more you talk about this, doesn't have to do anything with anything, but the more you talk about the Broncos, the more like, I'm just like, damn, like, you know, they do have like a lot of talent around them. And, like they could be good. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I think my team I'm really interested to see and is going to be an up and comer in the next couple of years is the Miami Dolphins. Aaron. Oh, dude, that's I knew uh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You knew you were going to say that. Yeah, anyways. You're so a big Brian loved, Flores I, guy. Yeah, they, he got something out of that team. Everyone was wanting to get traded and like they were like 0-8 and, and then they finished. They got five wins, right? Five and 11. So they, like, there was like, I was like, man, this team's going to go like 0-16. They're going to be the next Browns. But he got something out of that team. Him and Fitzmagic. They got like, like you can just tell that he's very passionate about the game, and he got something out of all those players, and that was just amazing. And now they tank, they tanked for Tua while creating momentum into the next season, which for I sure. think was, is, yeah. is a big key. And so that worked perfectly for them. I mean, they they signed Byron Jones. They got Kyle Van Noy, two amazing defensive players. I mean, like, obviously, I don't think they're a playoff team this year, but I can honestly, if things go right, if things go correct this year, I think they're going to be a playoff team in the next couple of years. But mm-hmm. honestly, if if I think if, if it all depends on Tua's development this season, in my opinion. Is how I think the one thing is because... their offense right now is just not on par. I mean, they need to do a little bit of work, especially for this year. I mean, the big hit was um, with Alan Hearns and Jakeem Graham both opting out. Oh, yeah. They're, they're pretty much re- relying yeah. on Devontae Parker. Uh, Preston Williams beast, is injured. He's, beast. he's the offensive beast, Devontae Parker. Pres- by the way. No, fuck Devontae Parker. Preston Williams is uh, injured. He's a great receiver. I think he's also a great fantasy receiver. I would, I would very much so disagree. But uh, you know, draft him if you'd like. <laughs> you know, excellent segue for next time. But um, Preston Williams is still there, and, and Mike Gis- and Mike Gesicki, who are you know, those are pretty much the, his main targets, which is a little bit concerning. Not you know, they, they need a tight talent. end. I, I, I will say that they do need a tight end. It's, it's not premier talent to say the, uh, you know, to say the least. But um, I think you're right. And their defense is definitely set up. I don't know what Lemeter is doing. He's just having like an aneurysm on the side. <laughs> but um, yeah. 
I, I'm I'm right now fucking I, I'm shocked. I, I got nothing to say after seeing what Lemeter did. But uh yeah. And do you um <laughs> you guys want to go for round two, Lemeter? Just just in case I'm gonna sure. leave the door open. Do you want to go for round two? Yeah, sure. All right. Uh Joe Judge and the New York Giants. No. Ooh. Joe Judge, I feel like he's actually a pretty good co- coach, even though I've never seen him coach. But you know, gut feeling. And mm. uh, uh, and what's it, what's his face? Daniel Jones, my guy. Woo! Eli Manning Jr. Yeah, he's fun Eli Jr. No, yeah. Yeah, I think he's way more mobile than Eli ever was. He definitely is. Yeah, that's for sure. And uh, oh, in related news, it looks like Marcus Mariota might start this season as the Raiders. That's uh, did you see? That he said that. I mean, Lemeter, I saw what you were talking about. The referencing. I mean, you kind of fucked up. This is the wrong segment. You're supposed to say in the new segment. But I think John Gruden does it every year. He does that every year. He last year I remember he was hyping up Nathan Peterman. He hypes up the backup to piss off Derek Carr. I mean, that's what he does. No, no, dude. Mariota is a legit Hall of starter. Famer. He Hall will of be in the MVP conversation. Mark my word. Well, I, I, I hope that's true because then you get to go on Schmitty's show. So that is true. Yeah, you would be on Smitty's show. So that that would be. I mean, I think he, even he needs to just start. I mean, I, I feel like if if Marcus Mariota starts and maybe he's even like a top fifteen quarterback, I think Smitty would, would already be by then amazed. He'd be like, "What the fuck." Because nobody saw this coming. So let me you know. I, I guess for you, I've marked your words. I've even traced over maybe like a hundred times. <laughs> I think we're all familiar with your Marcus Mariota take. <laughs> the team that I'm going to go with is a team that I talked about. And it kind of sucks being a Fort Anders fan. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals. You know, I was in Arizona last year. There's Ooh. a big vibe around there. No, I don't like Arizona. We don't like Arizona. You were just talking about uh, the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, oh, so Phoenix, not Arizona. Yeah. They're in Arizona. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you not know that Phoenix was the Phoenix Suns were in Arizona? No, I, I he's 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 dumb, and just don't. Make it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, out of all the teams at NFC West, I'll say I like the, I like the vibe the Cardinals got. I was there in Phoenix. You know, they're, they're actually you know there's they're big. You know, there's a big fan base there for the Cardinals, and I think a lot of people like that. And I see a lot of um Larry Fitz jerseys. I see a lot of David Johnson jerseys, and I have a feeling soon enough they're going to be updated. There's going to be some more Kyler Murray, maybe some Christian Kirks, and definitely some DeAndre Hopkins jerseys. I mean, this team's got a bright future. Chandler Jones is there. We can't forget him. He's kind of the guy that, you know, you don't really hear his name all that often, but, you know, he's at the top of the fucking sack list right now. He's probably he's the best player. Uh, maybe. I mean, Isaiah Simmons is another guy who's going to be interesting to look out for. You know, he's already had a lot of, uh, he's a lot of trash talk about George Kittle. But just oh, in general, I, I think that team's going to be, that team is just, I mean, I really like that team. And to be honest, I, I like that they're in the NFC West because the Niners playing two times against them, you know, iron sh- sharpens iron. Uh, just, you know, facing a good team like the Arizona Cardinals will just make the Niners better. So, but yeah, I got a lot of faith. You know, last year, I think I was saying that I don't have a lot of faith in uh, Cliff Kingsbury. I'm taking that back. You know, Cliff proved me wrong. Kyler Murray has definitely proved me wrong. He's a fucking beast. And um, outfielder. He should, yeah, should have been in the A's. That's no, all I got to say, man. Remember in, in the in the Jimmy G, whatever, the Blitzaro world, man, he should have been in the Raiders and then played for the A's. But whatever, that's fine. <laughs> He's in the Cardinals, and that's going to be the team that I'm going to say that's a uh, look out for for this year. Not even like the Denver Broncos in the future, but for this year, I think they're a team to look out for. Ah, man, this is tough for me because I'm I'm, I'm trying to debate where I want to take this. So the, I mean, so you can do, this you can do like, uh, like 2A and 2B. That's fine. Uh man, I don't know. It's difficult. But this this isn't a team to look out for. I think this is a team that I'm just interested to see what happens, and that is the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, obviously, because the of their Bowl. name. Because their name is just like how, how the fuck are they? They're gonna go full season called the Washington Football Team. Like, like what's up with that? And like, I just want to see what their name is. Like, I'm interested to see what happens, especially with the whole Darius Geis situation now. Like, like yeah. the yikes! That that guy, that guy, she's never gonna play in the NFL again. 
Anyways, um, but I'm trying to think of a team that's sort of an up and coming. Okay, I'm crossing my fingers. I'm crossing my fingers, and I'm gonna go with the Cleveland Browns as a team to watch this year because I just want them to be good so bad. I just want them to be good so bad because they have so much talent on that roster. They really do. You can't deny that. And they they have a new coach, Kevin Stefanski, I believe, right? Yes. The Browns Minnesota. Okay. Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. And and maybe Freddie Kitchens wasn't the answer. I mean, that team was six and ten. What were they? I believe so. Somewhere around. Not not very mediocre. Definitely not meeting the standards that uh, were set up. Yeah, yeah. They were super hyped. They were super hyped. I mean, now they've got that under under their belt. But I mean, I just hope they could put something together because there's a lot of talent in that team. And honestly, it would surprise me if they actually make the playoffs next season. But you know, if they if they just manage to mess it up again this year, I mean, I, I want them to be good so bad, but. I'll say this, also, I think, Aaron, you're overlooking oh. one factor for sure, is that if the Browns are going to be good, you know, we're going to get more State Farm commercials with Baker Mayfield. I'm kind of, uh, sick, you're right. of only seeing Aaron Rodgers. I'm kind of a little sick and tired of only seeing the fucking uh, Aaron Rodgers discount double check. I like the uh, Baker Mayfield where he's like flushing the toilet in the stadium and he's flicking the lights on and off and that. Like those were kind of funny, you know, for a little bit. Th- those were good commercials. I don't see him getting got, any this year after you know after that stinker he had last year. But um, maybe you know he bounces back. Maybe they re up his contract. I, I, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if they do good. But I'm just maybe they can put it together under Kevin Stefanski. But also the Cardinals are a really underrated fan base when it comes to the pain and suffering. People don't talk about that. That, that, a lot, that is but true. They, yeah. they 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 have been through hell. They have been through hell. They're up there and like some of the, like, Warner, the Browns, really. Lions, Browns, Lions. And then, honestly, I'd put the Cardinals probably over the Jets in suffering, honestly, in my opinion. I mean, that had nothing to do with anything. Well, that, that's the end of my I trade. don't know about that, but, but the, the, no, they're, and to be honest, they're a pretty passionate fan base. Like, I was, when I was there, I was watching the Niners. So that was the week the Niners played the Rams, I think, like, 15 or week 15 or week 16, I think, week 16. And it was the, uh, the, uh, the week that uh, Arizona was playing Seattle, and then they beat Seattle, which made it, which set up the last game so that anybody could win the division at the end. And uh, like that game was so hype because like I was cheering against Seattle and all those Cardinals fans were chilling for for the Cardinals and you know for a second there I was like cheering with the Cardinals like damn dude this is kind of cool like these guys are kind of chill I like the Cardinals fans I got nothing negative to say about them very nice people in Phoenix you know Lemeter you know kind of bashed the state of Phoenix <laughs> or the state of Arizona but people in Phoenix are cool and, yeah uh, you know, Phoenix is a very nice city yeah Glendale, well, well, Glendale well, Arizona very nice people there as well as long as they don't call but, themselves Phoenicians they're cool in my book <laughs> Phoenicians. <laughs> All right, let's get into the last topic of the day. Fantasy football is around the corner. You know, if you, I think almost a month ago, we t- we spoke with Smitty and we talked a little bit about fantasy football. But I think, you know, let's get back into that mindset a little bit. And we're just going to go over, you know, first round, second round. You know, a lot of, you know, there's a whole lot of strategies. You know, you can read books and you can be like receiver, receiver, running back, running back, running back, receiver. It's just a bunch of, a whole bunch of strategies. And we're just going to go over, you know, the three of us and see what strategies we prefer. So let's go with, um, if you have a pick in the early first round, uh, Aaron, we'll start with just you. Just a public service and announcement to the viewers. Uh, this is Boaz's way of getting uh, our draft board before. The yeah, game. I don't need I don't that. I, I'll win regardless. I mean, that's he not. He copied I mean, my, my draft board here. last year, so. Mm. How did I? Who did I draft that you won? Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I don't know why Siri <laughs> keeps going off. But Siri keeps turning on on my computer. So. Damn man. Why Siri? Okay. Let's so let's get into it, Aaron. You're picking the early. Let's say, like maybe pick one through three. Who are you targeting in that okay. range? I mean, I think there's. It's pretty obvious who's pick one, but uh, in that range, who are you targeting with the first pick? And then obviously in the second round, since it's, it's snakes, who are you taking in the late second? Ooh, this is tough because I'm not. I'm not a fantasy football expert. I'm going to say that right now. Also, I have I a hot take for this segment. Yeah. Right, I have a I'll hot take for that. this. 
my hot take is no one knows what they're talking about when it comes to fantasy football. No one. I don't care who you are. I literally Matthew it's, Barry it's too unpredictable. Dude. Matthew Barry too has unpredictable. fucked me over enough times. Yeah. <laughs> it's too unpredictable. You can't predict injuries. You can't predict Except, like, uh, lack do of Sm- Smitty, do Sm- Sm- Smitty, very nice guy. You know, nothing negative show, about him. Friend, friend exactly. Friend of the show. I wasn't shitting on Smitty. I wasn't shitting on Smitty. I'm no, just no, saying. no, no. I just wanted to know. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just reemphasizing Smitty. You know, fantasy football genius. The rest of them, absolutely. Until they come onto the my podcast, absolutely, they have no clue what they're talking about. I, I couldn't agree more, Aaron. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, it's too hard to predict anything. So that being said, you just want to go if some guy's gonna get a lot of touches. Just, I mean, I'm just throw, just throw down. Yeah, just throw a couple names. You know, throw to the dartboard. Fucking, who are you looking at? I mean, can I say C Mac or is he yeah. just number one? Yes, you can. C Mac. C Mac. My Christian guy. McCaffrey. I mean, just the amount of play time he got last year. It's just you. You just have to take a shot on him because he's going to rack up yards. Obviously, he's going to okay. get touches in the passing game and in the rush game. So and I think who that's would you string with him? Go with. Who would you who string with him in the in the in late the second, second round? Late, the late second, second round. round. Yes. Ooh. So obviously, if you're getting McCaffrey, you probably either pick one or two. I'm just going to guess. Mm, I Unless mean, you're in a really wild league where he drops he, three. I don't see if that he's happening. available. If he's available, this is early second or late second. Late second, I mean, because you're snaking back around. If he's available in this late second, I'd go Julio, honestly. Okay. Because he's the guy who's going to get a lot, of, a lot of touches, a lot of just opportunities to make plays, and that's really what you got to base it off. Just who's going to get a lot of opportunities, in my that, opinion. That, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. So now let's go to Lemeter. Lemeter, you're going to have a different scenario. You're going to have the middle of the first round. You're going to get the middle of the first round. So you're, Ooh. you know. Which I mean, it could be good or bad. Depends how you like it. Because now you're not going to be you're going to be pretty much drafting the same spot consistently. So the wait time will be about the same every single time. Hmm. All right. There's an obvious choice here, but we all know. I know you're a big fan of there. one running back. It's a pretty bold choice. I mean. Oh no! Wait. Uh, shut up. We're keeping that oh, you secret. Want, you know what? I just realized my mic secret? was my mic was plugged in, but it wasn't nowhere near my face. So I, I got it now. All right. Anyways, right. Uh, that's that's some pro pro podcasting type shit, man. This is a uh, the type the type of level of professionalism you look for in the most podcast. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not, anyways, I'm not you, man. Anyways, uh, Mike Thomas would be the obvious name, but oh, as we know, can you say that again? Ooh, say that again? I'm not going Mike Thomas. I would I, know, I would advise I anybody honestly, get as far away from Mike Thomas as you can right now. All right. And I just, I'm going to say that maybe maybe not listen to Lemeter in that one take. You know, I'm not going to bash the other takes, but you know that one maybe take with a grain of salt. Pick six I, I to eight. Pick six to eight. Yeah, I I would go with um, Austin Eckler. That's I don't a, may, he's a maybe a, high, a late. He's a late first to mid second guy in my opinion, but you know I just like him so much. I'm taking him when I can. Like after McCaffrey and Saquon, he's my third guy on my board. That's very, very, very high. But I mean, if you like him, I mean, he, he could pan out. There's been guys that have been like that. Mm-hmm. that you know, maybe, maybe you take a chance on him, and he could be good. So let me So who would you take in the mid second round? All right, then there's mid second. I'd say Kittle is late second for myself. Like if he's in the late second, early third, I'd. Hey man, you've been kind of ballsy. You've been kind of ballsy today. You can, you know. But he just got a contract, so uh, I'm thinking there's Chris Godwin. Hopkins, well, I don't know if they'll be there until then. Uh, guy, I want to look think at. Hopkins potentially could drop. I think Godwin will definitely be there mid second. I think Hopkins could be an early second to mid second, but I think yeah, uh, Godwin, I, I feel like, would be. I'd take Hopkins then. If, if he's dropping to mid second, Hopkins with Eckler. So you're, you're, oh. you're a running back receiver type of guy. And I think this, what you're going with is yeah, you know, running back, you're, going, you're taking a little bit of a chance on it. 
because it's a little bit of a gamble, but then receiver going with somebody who yeah. you know is going to running be back. It's point. easier to get a production with a running back. It's easier to hit late in the draft with running back as well because you know they're ought to get yards. Injuries, receivers, especially injuries as well. You yeah. don't know the, if they get the ball handed team. off to them. If they get the ball handed off to them, they're getting yards. Receivers, you don't know if they're getting shut down in the uh, receiving game or whatnot. So you need an elite receiver. Absolutely. So I mean, I'm going to be in the late first. So I mean. I would actually probably say Austin Eckler. That was the guy who I was thinking of. But I mean, if we're going off whatever our whole, if we're going off the you know mock draft, let me already took him. Hey, we have Can't a deal. You're Austin. not taking Eckler in the draft. Well, I mean, it depends. If you're ahead of me, I, I mean, I'm not fucking. I'm not taking him in the first round. I don't think I would take him. I'm maybe in the late first. But I think in this range, I would look. I think DeAndre Hopkins might be a little bit. I got fucked over. I took DeAndre Hopkins last year as a number one receiver, and you know he didn't do all that. Good. I mean, he played well, but not you know best receiver in the league. But I could look that way because, you know, he's a new offense. Maybe there are some new things um, that he'll get. But I think another guy, Kulamir, I'm kind of thinking a little bit like you, Kenyon Drake, a guy who I think could be a really good sleeper. And a late, late first round, maybe you take a flyer on him. Smitty um, would be really proud of you for that one. I, I have seen that. Yeah, he's a big <laughs> fan of him. And, I mean, I believe Smitty's from Arizona too. So, you know, I'd be making him proud with that whole um, – with that pick. I'm going to go, yeah, with Kenyon Drake. And then with the early second, I think, you know, there's a whole lot of balls you think you could do. I mean, I was – I won't – you know – I. Maybe George Kittle, but as you, as you said, I think maybe that's a late second rounder. But you know, you can go ballsy. But I think I'm gonna go with the other guy you didn't mention. Um, you said De- you said DeAndre would fall there. I would say I would take DeAndre in the early second round. And um, if not DeAndre, I would definitely look at like Mike Evans or somebody like that. I think you know you get a consistent receiver there. Or another guy would say is Derrick Henry could be another dude you might want to take because I see Derrick Henry falling down just because he doesn't get receptions. But I think Derrick Henry is still the offense in in Tennessee. I mean. Ryan Tannehill is going to be there, but I'm, I mean, I think Derrick Henry is still going to be the offense there. So, I mean, you could totally pair Kenyon Drake and Derrick Henry and just have, be balling out a running back. That's it. I think that's what I'm going to go with. So, if not Derrick Henry, I'll, you know, let me, I'll be nice to you. I'll throw you, throw you a dime. You get DeAndre Hopkins. I'll take Derrick Henry and Kenyon Drake. I think that's, uh, I think that's all we have for uh, today. Yeah. We pretty much went over every single topic we did exactly one year ago. And with that being said, I mean, let's just say thank you guys so much. I mean, this wouldn't be possible without the people watching us. And also, I mean, hopefully for one more year and many more years to that so we can get, you know, a year two anniversary and a year three type of thing. And we can just keep recycling the same exact fucking things and, you know, doing them off podcast, milking the shit out of this fucking content. But with that being said, we'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Black God.